In the ancient Near East, A.N.E., the concept of kingship was deeply intertwined with divinity and law. In Egypt, the pharaoh was considered an incarnate deity, being the offspring of Ra. In Mesopotamia, the king was a man chosen by the gods and given divine status through rituals. In Assyria, the king was the representative of the ruling deity. These divine associations legitimized the king's authority and made him a channel for divine blessings to his people. Also in Israel, the king was appointed by God but was never considered divine. The king was seen as a conduit for God's blessings, including material prosperity. Unlike other A&E cultures where the king was often the lawgiver, in Israel, God was the ultimate lawgiver. The king's role was to uphold and observe the covenant law, as outlined in Deuteronomy 17, 18, 20, and other biblical passages. Kingship was generally hereditary in the A&E. Succession was often but not necessarily passed to the eldest son. In Egypt, Assyria, and Ugarit, the king chose an heir from among his sons. Moreover, in Israel, the king had to appoint an heir, and he was not obligated to choose his eldest son, as evidenced by passages like 1 Kings 1.17.30. Overall, the king in the A.N.E. was a complex figure, serving as a divine representative, lawgiver, and hereditary ruler, with variations across different cultures. Furthermore, in Israel's early history, the monarchy was a late development. Before Saul, various regional leaders ruled the people. However, from the time of the Exodus, God was recognized as the true king of Israel, and the Israelites were seen as his kingdom and personal possessions. This divine kingship is emphasized in the enthronement psalms, which often declare the Lord reigns, accentuating God's ongoing authority. These psalms were theorized by Moenkel to be part of an annual festival tied to the Feast of Tabernacles. He suggested that the psalms were written to celebrate Yahweh's victory over chaotic cosmic forces and to welcome a new agricultural year. However, there's no Old Testament evidence of such a festival, suggesting it did not have the implied importance. The enthronement psalms portray Yahweh as the creator of the world and thus reigning over it, and call upon all of creation to praise Him. They carry an eschatological message, alluding to Yahweh's ultimate victory and future reign over the entire earth. These celebratory psalms remind worshippers of God's wondrous deeds and the impending fulfillment of His reign, urging them to renew their allegiance. Despite Moenkel's hypothesis, the enthronement psalms do not particularly affirm Yahweh's triumph over primordial chaos, although it is alluded to occasionally. This theme is more prominent in other psalms and conveys Yahweh's supreme power, not only over creation and nature, but also over traditional enemies of Israel. The act of dividing the Red Sea waters symbolizes the creative act through which Yahweh established His rule over Israel. Important to Israel's understanding of divine kingship is the notion that while Yahweh is the Lord of all nations due to His role as the Creator, His kingship over Israel is special and unique, established through divine selection and symbolized through the covenant. In addition, the theocratic state of Israel initially operated under God's law and was characterized by decentralization, with communities focused on local issues rather than a central authority. However, a moral and spiritual decline resulted in anarchy, asserting a need for centralized leadership, particularly in terms of national defense. Charismatic leaders or judges stepped into these roles, and peace within the land was heavily dependent on their leadership quality. The adoption of a monarchy marked a shift from Israel's previous traditions. While providing stability and addressing the nation's defense needs, 
tensions arose between the newly centralized administration and older traditions. The Old Testament presents contrasting views about this shift, suggesting a certain ambivalence towards monarchical rule. The term king represented an important aspect of the issue. The people of Israel desired a leader akin to those of other nations, rejecting the distinctiveness that came with being God's chosen people. This desire for visibly impressive leadership demonstrated a lack of trust in divine guidance and highlighted their deviation from the Sinai tradition. Further, while Saul's appointment by Samuel continued the pattern of charismatic leadership seen in Judges, his reign revealed the problematic nature of the people's desires. In 1 Samuel 12, Samuel addresses their sinfulness in requesting a king, leading to their repentance and subsequent possibility for progression. As long as the people adhered to God's guidance, they could still receive His blessings, regardless of the earthly ruler's contribution. A countermeasure to potential royal excesses and abuses is seen in Deuteronomy 17.14.20, the law of the king. It indicates the necessity for the king to accept that he too is under the supreme authority of God. This eventually emerged as a means of maintaining the need for continued commitment to covenant law, particularly in restraining monarchy abuses. Besides, Rotledge's examination of God's covenant with David explores the link between the establishment of a central sanctuary, the solution to anarchy, and the institution of monarchy. This reflects the idea that the earthly king is a representative of the deity and maintains the cosmic order. God chose David as his earthly representative and established Jerusalem as a central sanctuary. David held the ark, the symbol of God's presence and kingship, and made plans to build a temple as a palace for God. David's election marked a significant change from charismatic leaders to dynastic monarchs. This transition is attributed to a divine authentication in 2 Samuel 7, 8:17, which signifies the establishment of the covenant between Yahweh and David's lineage. The covenant gave David assurance that his kingdom would last forever, despite any failure of individual monarchs. The Davidic covenant was unconditional and anticipated the coming of the messianic king. The king, though not divine, had a special relationship with God, embodying God's spirit and ruling in God's strength. David's election and anointment positioned him as God's son, thus inheriting a universal kingship. Additionally, David served an important role in the cult, leading people in worship, offering sacrifices, praying, and pronouncing blessings. David's reign was seen as the golden age of Israel's history, resembling God's promises to the patriarchs in the Abrahamic covenant. Despite tensions within the covenant with David and the Sinaitic covenant, there exists continuity and fulfillment. Both the establishment of a central sanctuary and the appointment of a king serve as remedies for anarchy. David, after being given rest from his enemies, expressed a desire to build a sanctuary, resonating with the Sinaitic ideal. Last but not least, the role of the king in ancient Near East societies was crucial in administering justice, promoting harmony within the societal structure, and ensuring the prosperity of the nation. Such a role is vividly illustrated in Psalm 72, 1, 4, which points out the king's accountability in the proper use of royal power and his responsibility to protect the weaker members of society. The king is presented as a representative of Yahweh, who holds authority over Israelites referred to as Yahweh's flock. As a shepherd figure, the king is charged with the people's provision, their protection and caring for those in need. The dynamics between justice and prosperity are also represented in the concept of Salom, 
a term frequently translated as peace, but it embodies the spiritual, moral, social, and material well-being emanating from the just and righteous rule of a king. The righteous conduct of the king not only brings blessings to society, but also fosters agricultural growth, manifesting the interconnection between political governance and cosmic order. In essence, the harmony of the created order relies on the king fulfilling his judicial obligations. This concept of cosmic justice is further mirrored in Psalms 82, which suggests that the failure of God's representatives to uphold justice results in instability on earth. The significance of the king's judicial role is again stressed in Jeremiah 22. 2. 5, which postulates the proper administration of justice as a prerequisite for the sustenance of the Davidic monarchy. This concept of ideal governance is projected into visions of the future Davidic king, who is expected to establish and maintain righteousness and justice. In conclusion, in the ancient Near East, kingship was closely associated with divinity and law. Pharaohs were perceived as deities in Egypt, while kings in Mesopotamia, Assyria, and Israel were seen as divinely appointed. The king's function was to uphold and interpret the law, often conveyed by a deity, and to act as a conduit for divine blessings. The monarchy in the A&E was typically hereditary, and the king had the prerogative to choose his heir. Also, Israel's history reveals a monarchy established relatively late. Before Saul's reign, regional leaders ruled the populace. God was recognized as the true king of Israel, evidenced by the enthronement psalms, which declared, The Lord reigns. Moreover, these psalms described Yahweh's creative power and his impending victory and reign over the earth. Furthermore, in the early stages Israel operated as a theocratic state, and with a growing need for centralized leadership, charismatic leaders or judges played key roles. However, the people's desire for a king like other nations was considered a rejection of their distinct status as God's chosen people. Nevertheless, their adoption of a monarchy was met with mixed reactions. In addition, Routledge analyzes God's covenant with David, who was chosen as his earthly representative and made plans to build a temple, marking a transition from charismatic leaders to dynastic kingship under God's blessing. David led the people in worship, offered sacrifices, prayed, and pronounced blessings. Further, the king's role in A&E societies was central in establishing justice, societal harmony, and national prosperity. The righteous rule of the king brought blessings to society and agricultural bounty, linking political governance with cosmic order. Psalms 82 and Jeremiah 22. 2. 5 reiterated the king's responsibility to uphold justice as essential to achieving societal and cosmic stability.